This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer and I am so glad to be back for another week Just, just me and you, me and all of you Sitting down to chat what is happening in the Bravo world, because it's been a little bit. You know, last week we were fortunate enough to have some amazing guests. Dr. Nicole returning to the show. Phaedra, for the first time, talking about Married to Medicine and the Traders. And oh boy, the Traders, we are going to get into it today. I have not had a chance really to recap the first few episodes of this season. So I am just bursting at the seams, ready to talk about traitors. I will let you know a little bit later in the episode when we get into spoiler territory, because look, I hope you're all watching the traitors. They're they're putting out episodes weekly this season. It's a little easier to keep up with, but at the same time, I don't need the one-star reviews on Apple being like, you didn't tell us you were going to spoil traitors. Look, when we get there, we will get there and I will let you know. But I am in this episode a little bit later on. I will be talking about traders up through episode four. So so stick around for that. But first, we have some updates to talk about. And first, we got to talk about what's going on over in Beverly Hills. Because again, I didn't get to talk about this last week. And now I'm sort of glad I didn't because there have been some updates. And the updates are that Anna Marie just cannot let this esophagus anesthesiologist, nurse anesthetist thing, rest. She is incapable of just taking the L, letting it go, moving on and finding, for the love of God, something else to talk about. So on last week's episode, of course, Dorit had her homeless, not toothless gala. We're still all struggling to, uh, to say the name of that organization in the right order. But you know, the gala came together. It looked nice. Uh, Paula Abdul was there. She introduced Taylor Dane's performance. Um, Erica referred to Taylor Dane as one of the strongest vocalists alive. I don't know if if that was supported by evidence in the episode that we saw, but you know, neither here nor there. But of course, as all events do this season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it really was just a backdrop for Anna Marie to talk about Sutton's esophagus some more. And, you know, this time, Crystal got a little activated. She called Anna Marie a bitch, which, you know, we all use our words in different ways, but I, I wasn't upset at the way that Crystal used hers in that moment. But it really, it just is, the last few episodes, it feels repetitive to be like, why can't Anna Marie shut up about Sutton's esophagus? But then you take a step back and you're thinking about it and you're like, why can't Anna Marie shut up about Sutton's esophagus? Like it, it's one of those things where it feels like it should be 
it's not an interesting storyline, but it's notable because it has gotten to a point where it's like, can you not hear yourself? Can you not see? Can you not think? And so even in the end of the episode, when Anna Marie finally tells Kyle that she feels bad and X, Y, Z, and she wants to, you know, call Sutton and talk about it before they go to Barcelona. So she FaceTimes Sutton and she says that she apologizes for her part in it and for, you know, reacting the way that she did. And as much as I think Sutton has had some up and down moments this season, in this case, I'm right there with her being like, for your part of it, like your part of it is the whole thing. Sutton has not done anything to piss off Anna Marie, to get that reaction from Anna Marie. I mean, she was making maybe some some innocuous statements about her health situation, her whatever her doctor told her, her drinking, her gabapentin, whatever. And Anna Marie just took that and was off to the races. Like there wasn't ever, there wasn't an initial disagreement. It really was like a one-sided, weird fact-finding mission. The only thing, I mean, maybe Anna Marie didn't like the, you know, no ma'am in her face. But at the end of the day, it's like, girl, girl, this is not like a both sides were wrong kind of argument. But anyway, one of the parts of this disagreement was this thing that Crystal had said, where she says that when Anna Marie first introduced herself to her, she called herself an anesthesiologist. And now now that we've put the esophagus thing to bed, more or less, I, I hope, this has sort of become the, the thread on social media that we're following. And over the weekend, the American Society of Anesthesiologists posted this graphic about the difference in training between an anesthesiologist and a nurse anesthetist. It's a side-by-side chart. It says anesthesiologists must complete medical school, have 12 to 14 years of higher education, complete 12,000 to 16,000 hours of clinical training focused on anesthesia care, etc., and often spend a year or more in a fellowship to learn an anesthesiology subspecialty. And then in the other category for nurse anesthetists, do not complete medical school, have five to seven years of higher education, and complete 2,500 hours of clinical training. It's, look, that doesn't sound easy, but it also doesn't sound the same. And the the caption on this, which is the shadiest part, the real housewives know a fake. Anesthesiologists are medical doctors with more than 12 years of higher education and up to 16,000 hours of clinical training. Title misappropriation has no place in healthcare. Hashtag (laughs) RHOBH. Like... Damn. And here's the thing. So I've seen some responses to this, and I'll get to Anna Marie's response in a minute. But I have seen responses to this post specifically from people in the nursing community, from perhaps other nurse anesthetists who feel like this is a little bit insulting or condescending to their profession. And I want to be clear. I think that what nurses do is super important. I think that what nurse anesthetists do is super important. There's nothing inherently lesser about being a nurse anesthetist than being an anesthesiologist. The issue here is that they're not the same thing. And it feels like, 
And there are moments in the after show, I think she specifically said that she referred to herself as a nurse anesthesiologist, which she said is like interchangeable with nurse anesthetist, which maybe it is. Again, I am not in the medical community. I am not in the anesthesia care provider community. So it's not my job to know all of these things. So maybe she's telling the truth about that being an alternate term. But then she also can't turn around and say that Crystal is lying and she never referred to herself as an anesthesiologist, right? I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honeylove on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Let's go to what Anna Marie had to say about this. Because obviously, I mean, it's a little embarrassing to have this professional organization in the industry that you work in basically call you out on social media on something you said on a reality show. So Anna Marie posted these two stories over the weekend. And just bear with me, it's a little bit lengthy. I do not condone the ASA's defamation campaign. Defamation campaign. We're diving right in. I am a CRNA, a certified registered nurse anesthetist. I am extremely proud of my profession. I will not be accused of title misappropriation because a castmate needed a storyline on a reality TV show. Just, girl... Mama, (laughs) you're the one who's been three episodes talking about Sutton's esophagus. But anyway, back to what she said. 
This is my real life and my career. I am not an anesthesiologist, nor have I ever claimed to be one. I have immense respect for physician anesthesiologists, and I ask that the ASA and other anesthesiologists show respect to CRNAs as well. This type of unhealthy discourse only causes friction and professional division. Political issues exist between 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 sorry she used that twice physician anesthesiologists and CRNAs because which explains their current attack on me and the CRNA profession. Our goal as anesthesia providers should always be working together in order to best serve our patients, not competing with one another. My aim is to educate the public or sorry, she said the pubic. Um my my aim is to educate the pubic on who CRNAs are and what we do in providing the highest quality of anesthesia care to those we serve. The esophagus Okay, this is where we're, we're getting back to Beverly Hills. The esophagus storyline was not funny. Watching the show back now, I hate that storyline just as much as everyone else. I would be mad at me too. It was a line of questioning I should never have started. And for that, I sincerely apologize. That storyline was unauthentically dragged on for far too long, and I have been dragged through the mud in the process. I just want to highlight the real in reality TV. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. And again, (laughs) it feels a little bit cuckoo to be spending this much time talking about somebody who's been on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for approximately one month, and this is all she's contributed to the show. But this, it reeks a little bit of like, blame it on the edit. When she's saying the story was unauthentically dragged on for far too long, babe, who kept bringing it up? I'm pretty sure the producers didn't like deep fake the words esophagus into your mouth if you didn't say them all the different times we saw you say them. Like, <laughs> I understand. If you come on to the show, and this is something, I think she's talked about this, where she says that she filmed more stuff with her family that we're not seeing, We that she talked about more different stuff in her personal life that we're not seeing, and that it feels like they're focusing just on this. And I think that this is, as much as we say, oh, don't blame it on the edit, blah, 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 you said it. I think that this is a genuine learning curve when it comes to joining a show like this, that you can feel like you're giving them a lot of different stuff to work with and hope that they're going to show sort of a, a 360 representation of who you are and everything you have going on and all that you're bringing to the table and all of your different varied relationships. But at the end of the day, The job of the reality TV producers and editors and the network is not to give, you know, a fair, balanced, representative version of everybody that's on the show. Their job is to create a compelling hour of television every week. And so I think for, for somebody in Anna Marie's position, where I can give her a little bit of grace is that I believe that she was giving more than we're seeing. But I just, I don't necessarily believe that that would have been more interesting. So I'm not like sad that we're not seeing it because at the end of the day, like I I don't care that much about her. But all this stuff about (laughs) the ASA and the CRNA politics and, you know, anesthesia providers and the, you know, political stuff that's involved there, that is kind of beside the point of what's happening on the show. And that's where I thought, um, Dr. Nicole's response a while back now to everything that was going on in the show was so perfect because she basically said, like, it doesn't matter what's happening 
medically. Like that's the part that doesn't matter. The point is that Anna Marie, whether or not she's an anesthesiologist or a nurse anesthetist or, um, you know, a light in the community or whatever the fuck she spent weeks on this show calling out Sutton and trying to call her a liar based on medical stuff that Anna Marie has no personal knowledge of. And, you know, Crystal, she says that she like Googled narrow esophagus and it came up right away. Who knows? The gabapentin, the drinking, whatever. It's just like, we got to be done. We got to be done. I'm really interested to see how this trip to Spain goes, because I feel like Beverly Hills this whole season has not been bad, but has felt a little bit just like a step slow, if that makes sense. Like they just they're missing like that one kind of like little secret ingredient to make everything feel like it, like the the MSG. (laughs) It's like, you know, when you're, when you're having like takeout food or something and it's like, Oh, like, damn, this tastes good. A little sprinkle of MSG. That's what the show is missing. Like a lot of the pieces are there. The recipe is coming together. We just need, we need like a little pep in the step. And I'm hoping maybe the trip to Spain will do that for us. We've got, We've got some good trips coming up. You know, Miami's headed to Mexico City. We've got this trip to, to Spain. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> Am I wrong? Where, where is Potomac going this season? I don't even know. <laughs> we also, God, next week, next week we have Vanderpump Rules coming back. I, I don't feel prepared. I don't feel prepared. Do you guys feel prepared? There's a lot of chatter coming. You know, the premiere was last week in L.A., I would have, I was trying to make it work to go. I ended up having too much other stuff going on. Like we had that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City table read uh, last Thursday. Our surprise guests, if you didn't see, were Danielle and Lindsay from Summer House. Lindsay playing Heather Gay, Danielle playing Lisa Barlow. They both really went for it. We all really went for it. There's a full video up on YouTube now of the entire performance. There's some clips on social media if you see that floating around, but it's, God, what a, what a time. I got a little too into character as Meredith. I was I was just sort of guzzling red wine while we were on stage. <laughs> but anyway, Vanderpump Rules is coming next week. And something that I, that I need to talk about more right now is this Vanderpump Rules spinoff that is finally come to fruition after years, literal years of back and forth, of of wondering, of rumors, of reports, of sources. The Valley is coming to Bravo this spring, starring, of course, Jax Taylor, Brittany, Kristen, and a, a, a gaggle of other rando 30 or 40-somethings. Well, we, we did it, Joe. God, I... So they put out this teaser... And it features Jax Taylor riding around the the neighborhood of the valley, which first of all, like where I need to know how far apart these people actually live from one another because the valley is like a, a, a large, a large like chunk of a metropolitan area. It's not like a, a street. Um, but so it's Jax riding in this mini car wearing these leather driving gloves and I just need to know, why did they make Jax look like a serial killer? Because 
if you are looking for sinister vibes from Jax, the thing is that he sort of takes care of that on his own. You don't really need to add like props and, you know, all of these extra elements to make us think Jax is creepy. Like that sort of just happens on its own. So it almost seems like they would want to work against that. But seeing his like Dexter gloves right off the bat really just doesn't feel like anything good is going to come from this. She's like, Jax, I told y'all you had to come mow the yard. (sighs) You guys, what are we going to do with this show? Like, be honest with me. Be honest with me, please. Because I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for words. I'm legitimately torn between, so apparently what we've heard is that this show is going to premiere midway through the Vanderpump Rules season and that there is supposedly going to be a, a backdoor pilot kind of moment, similar to how Vanderpump Rules started, um, and they've done it on other shows too, where apparently there's going to be some sort of sit down between Tom Sandoval and Jax Taylor, which like a a chill just went down my spine because like, oh, oh, yay, we're finally getting a sit down between Jax Taylor and Tom Sandoval. I've been waiting with bated breath for years. That's sarcasm. But so apparently that's going to be what happens. And then we're going to have this show to watch every week. Okay. So when this teaser came out, I posted it on Bravo by Betches. The comments are like strongly negative. Of course, there are a few people who are like the, like, oh my God, I love Jax. Like, oh my God, Jax and Brady are my favorite couple. Like those, those people exist in the world. And I, I suppose their experience is valid. But the overwhelming majority of the comments is like, ew, what is this? Who asked for this? Why are they doing this? Not this. Bring back Family Karma. Bring back Shahs of Sunset. Literally anything else. So when I'm thinking about this show coming out, obviously I'm going to be talking about Vanderpump Rules pretty much every week on the show. Obviously I'm talking about, you know, Beverly Hills all the time. We're talking about, you know, all the Housewives shows. But it's like, are we watching The Valley? Is this something that we're going to like add to our Bravo diet? I just, I'm really, I'm, I'm really out of sorts about this. I don't, I don't feel like I have the bandwidth or the desire. Maybe I'll change my mind. Maybe I'll come around, but man, it's not going to be easy. (laughs) I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the 
a day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. God, life is hard. Life is so hard. But you know what is not hard this season is the traders. I, it has been, this is the most excited I've been about keeping up with the show in a while. They have switched this season to the weekly drop, like I mentioned earlier. So they put out three episodes the first week, and then each Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're getting a new episode. So they really are trying to replicate kind of that classic TV. <laughs> like, it sounds so stupid to be like, this is a TV show, and they're trying to make it feel like TV. But like, I remember when I was a kid and Survivor would be on every like Thursday night at eight or whatever. And you like needed to be sitting in front of the TV Thursday night at eight. And I think that The Traders is like the the perfect show to do this with. Not even just the weekly drops, but the the Thursday evenings, because I have already seen on social media over the last couple of weeks, there is like a, a hunger for this season that I rarely see for any show, like a streaming show, a Bravo show. People are people are tuned the fuck in for Traders this season, and it has been so good so far. This past week's episode, and like I, I mentioned before, we're going to be doing spoilers. If you haven't caught up, go watch it, press pause, whatever. Phaedra and Parvati as Traders is just television gold. And <laughs> I would love to know. So in the in the initial episode, they chose Dan and Phaedra as traitors. And then the two of them were tasked with recruiting another traitor. And I would, this is something where like, I would just love to know if behind the scenes production was like nudging them in a certain direction because choosing Parvati as one of the traders was like the the perfect choice. I mean, it's a good strategic choice, but also just like for reality TV and knowing these people's histories. I grew up watching Survivor. Parvati was a huge favorite of mine. She's a perfect trader. So like kudos to whoever made that made that happen. I don't need to know how all the sausage is made on traders, though I talked about it a little bit with Phaedra. If you haven't listened, go go check it out because her talking about the 
timeline of her showing up on Traders this season was absolutely mind-boggling to me how quickly it happened and they have to get their outfits approved they have to get like physical stuff because they're doing competitions man i'm not made for that i'm like i i just bought tickets to see a show in march and i'm like oh my god that's so far away what if what if something comes up what if i'm tired that's such a commitment and they're like, oh, are you free to fly to Scotland in three days and be on this show and you need to get a physical and you need to get like a whole new wardrobe and also there's going to be like competitions and strategy and it's stressful. I, I'm not built for that. Ugh, I don't know. It's so, Phaedra, this is like truly what she was meant to do. And it's taken, I can't believe it's taken this long to get her on a competition show because she is so good at it. And even though Larsa was sent home this past week, Larsa was kind of crushing it for a little bit there. She really seemed to be on to Dan. She was kind of taking charge in a way that I didn't expect because on a show like this, those first few episodes, especially they started with 21 people. And so the first few episodes, like there's, there's just a lot of noise to cut through if you really want to get significant screen time. And like, for example, I felt like the first couple episodes, we were barely seeing any of MJ, like MJ from Shaw's is on this season. And then I feel like she's sort of broken out a little bit in the last episode or two. And I'm having such a fun time watching her. I mean, the personalities on this cast are really, you know, it's a, it's a stacked cast with Tamra, Sheree, haven't even mentioned from Housewives, of course, uh, Parvati and Sandra from Survivor. Sandra is amazing. Janelle from Big Brother. You know, Dan is from, is Dan from Big Brother the Challenge? I don't know. Some of those like, see, the challenge and Big Brother are like blind spots for me. And I just, I, I like, I don't know. <laughs> but seeing this past week, how people sort of have these notions about housewives that I think is really interesting because in the first couple episodes, it felt like all the non-Bravo people were sort of discounting the idea that the housewives on Traders would have this like strategic instinct because they're saying, oh, well, like if you're on Big Brother or if you're on Survivor, like you're a gamer, you're used to having to figure out votes and do strategy and X, Y, Z. And then the housewives, you know, they're just used to like, I don't know, being rich and <laughs> and hanging out. And I think that that is a, a little bit of a misread on on housewives. At least housewives in the modern era. I mean, you're looking at Tamra Judge and you're going to act like that woman doesn't have experience with strategic gameplay on reality TV like you have not seen all those seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County, if you think that Tamara Judge is just like showing up to have a good time. And I mean, <laughs> Phaedra, <laughs> we're talking about Phaedra Parks. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. I, I It really is, it really is something to behold. And I think then this past week, seeing, seeing the idea of Housewives shift a little bit in the house to, Oh, they're they're performers. 
they're kind of like actors. Like they're used to getting scripts and kind of having to play a part. So then they would be really good at deceiving you because they're good actors. And first of all, it's like Sheree. Sheree is one of the worst liars <laughs> imaginable. Like Sheree doesn't have a, a performative bone in her body. She's hilarious. She's she's going to give you great sound bites. I mean, the clip of her just throwing out the most random vote for John Burkow, the the me- former member of parliament who is on this cast for some godforsaken reason. And then when they vote out Larsa, who also is a faithful, she's like, you guys are killing me. I knew it. You know, we keep wasting these votes. It's like, <laughs> ma'am, Sheree, please, for the love, <laughs> please. But like, it is funny that you can tell that most of the non-Bravo people on this show don't have much knowledge of the specifics of who they're dealing with. Because I think, in particular, Phaedra and Tamra are not really being treated like the, like, low-key assassins that they are. You know, Phaedra's more of a shade assassin. Tamra's more of, like, a production (laughs) assassin. I don't know. But it's, it, it really is, the dynamics are super interesting. And, you know, we've seen four episodes. We're probably a little less than halfway through the season. And there's still so many great people left. And I have just no idea how it's going to pan out. But the the confrontation that Phaedra and Parvati had at the end of episode four that we kind of got a cliffhanger on, it's just riveting stuff. It's just such good TV. Them going up to the the and they take off their cloaks and Phaedra just goes, that wasn't cool. <laughs> if you haven't seen Survivor, if you haven't seen Parvati at work, you're missing out. But but for Phaedra to just sort of like come for her like that, that nobody likes you, Parvati, and everyone thinks you're a traitor. Chills. Just just chills. She's giving, you know, Don Corleone from godfather realness that's phaedra in the traitor's turret and i am so excited to see how this season pans out i'm so excited to have you know new shows old shows back to recap we've got more coming up this week more guests in the works it's gonna be a a great time coming up so make sure you're following subscribed wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode thank you so much for listening today you can follow us on instagram at bravo by batches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.